Welcome back to our North Andover Youth Center podcast. By the way, we're still looking for a name, so if you have a suggestion, get in touch with us here at the Youth Center. Uh, this has been a two-week layoff before our podcast because we've had such terrible weather out there, but we're back on schedule and hopefully going to be doing this every week. Very excited about today's program. We have two guests. My first guest is Maggie Matola, senior at North Andover High School and our Youth of the Year at the Youth Center here. Uh, Maggie, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. This past year, you were selected by our staff as the Youth of the Year. What was it like when you first got that uh, notification from us that you were this year's Youth of the Year? Definitely shocked. I didn't really know what it meant, totally, but as you explained it, I was very honored that you guys even thought of me as a potential candidate. Maggie's been with us for a number of years. Um, I've had the fortunate to work with her two older sisters, and uh, she came through our programs and is involved with a number of our programs, which we're going to talk about, as well as being a part-time employee uh, here at the Youth Center, and you've been doing that both seasonally at the Summer Fun Program and also at our front desks, mostly at the Youth Center, so you are the, the first face that a lot of these kids um, see. Tell us what it was like just growing up in North Andover and coming to the Youth Center. When did you first come here? Um, my first experience was Atkinson Summer Fun, and I went all the way through Atkinson and partially through Drummond. And I loved Summer Fun. I looked forward to it every day, and I couldn't wait to go. And I loved all of the counselors. They were all so nice to us, and I thought they were the coolest people in the world. <laughs> um, and one of the people who made it especially special was Kelly Valancourt and she always knew how to make me happy and she always gave me hugs. So in the at the auction the other night in front of 300 people you had to give a a great speech by the way it was awesome and if people haven't seen that uh, check out any of our social media platforms and you can uh, uh, see the great words that you wrote. Um, you shared a story in that, and I think that's where you were going right there about what it was like growing up and being in the Summer Fun program and what a mentor was to you and how you in turn remembered that as how you were a mentor to somebody else. Can you kind of share that story? It was, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, so I went to – I started at Atkinson Summer Fun, and Kelly just so happened to also work at Atkinson, and I was extremely shy as a child, and I – wasn't really into sports per se I don't really know why but I didn't really enjoy that so I would always kind of stick to arts and crafts and things like that but Kelly would always push me outside my comfort zone and she would ask me to go to different stations with her like lacrosse or soccer and I loved it and it made me so happy and you've kind of come full cycle so you can relate to a story this year where you were a mentor to somebody can you tell us a little bit about that so this year I was my first year as a summer fun counselor and going into it I thought of how much summer fun had impacted me and I thought about Kelly and how happy she made me and how important she was to my youth center experience. So then I thought of that and I kept it in mind and I was like okay I need to be that person for at least one child and if I can make a difference for at least a few children that would be amazing. And working with all the kids was awesome and seeing Sophia she was very shy just like I was and she was didn't want to stay at camp and she was afraid so all of us as a team worked together and helped her through it and 
was awesome because she actually was really good at a lot of the things that she does, like soccer or field or street hockey. It was awesome. She was probably one of the best kids on the team. It's great. It's interesting how things come full cycle on that. Um, you actually tell me a little bit about your family. I mean, obviously, I've had the pleasure of working with two of your your other two sisters, and so I've had all three Matolas. What's up with those guys these days? Um, my oldest sister, Katie, she graduated from UNH in 2016, and she now lives in Boston, and she works for the Jimmy Fund. Awesome. And my other sister, Lexi, she is a sophomore at Fairfield University, and she is a communications major, and she loves it. That's great. Um, tell us a little bit outside of the youth center. I know what you do, obviously, here, but what are some other interests you have outside of the youth center? Outside of the youth center, I dance a lot. <laughs> I tap dance, and that's been a huge part of my life since I was five, so that consumes a lot of my time outside of the youth center, but usually if I'm not here, I'm at dance, and if I'm not working, I'm a helping hands. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about helping hands. So helping hands is one of our great programs here. Laura Stevens is the advisor this year, and it's uh, a number of high school, mostly girls, um, that have gotten together uh, to help raise funds for cancer, and it all culminates in the amazing Relay for Life that we hold every year over in Methuen um, with all the other communities. Tell me a little bit about Helping Hands and why that's so important to you. Um, Helping Hands is really important to me because it cancer has directly impacted my immediate family, so I have always found a certain connection to it, so... To be able to bring it here and work with other people towards the common goal of trying to find maybe a cure one day, it's been a really rewarding experience for me, and I really appreciate the whole program. I look forward to it every week. You and the rest of the girls have done an outstanding job. I understand we're on track to raise the most money we've ever raised at Helping Hands, so obviously thank you to all the, and all the rest of the group for making that happen. Um, you're starting to wind down your career, so to speak, here at the Youth Center. You will graduate uh, in June, and what's the future hold for you? So, in the fall, I will be attending the University of New Hampshire, and I'm very excited about that. And I'm considering majoring in occupational therapy, and I would work in pediatrics because working here has made me realize how much I want to work with kids in the future. So that'd be the per perfect opportunity to make science and children. <laughs> That's great. As you start to wind down your career, it's really interesting to me when I see a lot of high school seniors that get reflective on their time here at the Youth Center. I assume that yours was a great experience here at the Youth Center. And what could you say to some of the people that maybe not as connected to the Youth Center, that maybe, in your opinion, should get connected to the Youth Center? What's your thoughts on that? I would say definitely get connected to the Youth Center. It's such an important resource to this town, and I wish I had come more often in middle school because on those days that I didn't have anything after school like dance, I would just go home. But it's so important because you build such great relationships with not only the kids around you but the staff, and it's such a good opportunity to, to explore new options like all the games and being able to hang out with your peers. That's great. You um, obviously did an outstanding job. So you're our third youth of the year. Last year was Alexis Case, and our first year was Stephen Crowley, um, two outstanding youth also. Um, people that haven't uh, heard uh, 
Maggie's words or, or seen her words, you can go to any of our platforms and, and read her speech at the night of the auction, which was very successful. We raised uh, about $67,000 uh, for the Joseph N. Herman Youth Center Incorporated. We gave out a number of scholarships, and we got to honor you, which was a special night. So thank you very much for coming on. I appreciate it, and I know you're going to continue to do great things. Thank you for having me. And welcome back to our podcast. Our second guest today is Captain Chim Oguru. Chim has been um, the outspoken leader of our basketball program this year. I'm not sure everybody knows, but for the first time in 43 years, our boys' basketball program has won a sectional state title. It's been an amazing run, uh, culminating in uh, winning the North at the Songus Arena a couple weeks ago. And then we had uh, the pleasure to go up against a very tough Tech Boston team representing the South in basically the state semifinal and uh, a valiant game by our guys, but we came up a little bit short and Tech Boston actually went on, on to win the state championship. Jim, thanks for coming uh, on the uh, podcast today. No problem. Pleasure to be with you, Rick. I've known Jim for a long time, grew up in our program here. Jim, you are a four-year member of the basketball program. What was that like as you think back now as you're heading out the door? Um, what was it like being a freshman on that varsity team? Being a freshman, you know, it was really exciting, and it was a lot. Uh, being a part of North Andover, North Andover has always been a great team, and, you know, it was a new coaching staff, and, you know, I had one of the best players in the state on my team, Obisa Beattie, and it was good to have him. He was a great role model, someone that – was like very important for my high school career actually and he kind of led me on the path like to greatness he he told me what I should be doing and who I should stay away from and you know he just kept me on the right path and looking back at it freshman year I was really young kind of ignorant but I, I could play ball and I just try to improve my game and show coach that I was willing to do anything to play for him so that was the most important thing for me. So as being someone that gets to watch you up and close, I've seen your, your career evolve from that first year as being a, kind of a seldom-used freshman but a very important part of the team. Um, as you became a, a sophomore and a junior, you had a bigger role with the program. Last year, our season ended a little bit short. We had our first game against a very tough Malden Catholic team at home, and we came up short, and that from there ended up having almost a real fire in you guys that you were going to come back this year. Um, and, and have a successful year. So take us through this year, which uh, how it started and how it ended from your perspective. So definitely for sure, last year played a big role into winning the state, the North t uh, title this year. And, um, you know, having those guys, Connor Rogers, Jack Fowler, Nick Martin, Matt Rosendahl, all those seniors, you know, they kind of led the culture in the right direction. And, you know, they left us off on a good spot. And coming into the se season, we were really confident with what the guys we had and the team and the coach, the coaching staff. And, you know, we had a lot of confidence, so it helped us throughout the year. We knew that we could go far. We talked, uh, we used to, uh, sorry, I choked for a second, sorry. Um, <laughs> oh my God, I'm choking, sorry, sorry, sorry. But, um, okay, so back to what I was saying. Uh, we got to have a team bonding session here at the youth center. And, you know, our team didn't really know who we were. We didn't have an identity, really. But we got to, you know, come up with some goals and ideas of what we wanted to do this season. And we figured it out. 
you know, we we put our goals in, uh, on a piece of paper and we really believe we could accomplish it. And going throughout the season, you know, it started off tough. Uh, scrimmages were hard. Our team didn't really have that much team chemistry. But as it went on, guys started to, you know, build friendships, relationships, and that's what really mattered the most because once we built those friendships and we built the team chemistry, um, we played more as a team and it was unselfish basketball and we just played for one another. And that's how we were able just to go so far this year as a team. And I'm really proud of my team, uh, my coaching staff. I was blessed to play for Co Coach Tangus for four years. So, you know, it was an absolute pleasure to be a part of the North Inner Basketball Program. So, Jim, you know I'm really big on culture and program culture, and uh, myself and Steve Boudreau put on that culture night for you at the beginning of the year. It was actually the first Saturday you guys had gotten together. Um, we thought it was a fascinating night because we got to see you guys all in your real element, and you were willing to come out of your comfort zones, and it was challenging at times. Uh, guys would go head-to-head -head with some comments, and we, we did a number of different exercises to kind of work as a team. Um, do you think that night had a big play into the team kind of building that chemistry as the season went along? Oh, yeah, for sure, because, you know, we kind of tested, you know, t we kind of tested a, the waters of other people. Like Jake McRoy, he's a big guy in North Andover. Everybody knows him. He's a household name. And not, re not many people really, I'm not going to say fear him, but they don't really like to, you know, talk down or tell Jake anything bad or, you know what I mean? And... Jake, uh, I got the chance to, you know, to tell Jake, give him some constructive criticism, and he didn't like it, but it was good to be able to try to give him that criticism because he finally, for the first time, I felt felt like that he understood, like, oh, he's not, everything he do, does is, isn't always right, and, like, you also have to hear what other people have to say, and once we kind of established that, we became better as a team because we weren't, like, one-sided, like, we would have open ears to anybody on the team it didn't matter whether you were a freshman sophomore or a junior uh if you had something to say and you had a good point or whatever it may be like we had open ears and that was i think was really important because you know you can't just be all to yourself like and think oh i know everything and i don't have to listen to anybody because that's just not true you know it's it's good to listen to other people and take what they have to give you because everybody has good positive and negative feedback and you know, it's good to hear both, and I think that was really important that um, that night at the Youth Center, we got that chance to, you know, really speak how we felt to another teammate, and yeah, that was... I mean, that was good, but both you and Jake are the co-captains, and you guys both took leadership that night um, and really kind of came out of your comfort zones and allowed other guys to, to, to place their views on the table, too, which was great. Um, Season starts, we start off a little bit shaky. You talk about the, the culture, the chemistry wasn't totally there yet. And then you had an opportunity to go on a family trip, kind of a trip of a lifetime to go to Africa uh, with your family. It was also a tough decision for you because you were going to miss you know, a few games, especially the Christmas tournament. Uh, what was it like going, first of all, visiting Africa? And what was it like with the tough decision that you had to leave your team for, for basically a couple weeks? Um, definitely, um, traveling to Nigeria was a great experience, eye-opening experience. I got to see a lot, got to witness more of my culture and understand a lot more about where I came from and where my family came from. And, you know, I, I really had a great time down there in Africa. All the people were great to me. Um, you know, I just, uh, I hope to go down there actually sometime soon again. 
And, you know, it was tough leaving this season uh, five games as a senior captain and missing out, like, on your last year for the team. And I really thought about it deeply. You know, I was kind of struggling deep inside. I was like, basketball is my passion. You know, I love playing basketball. Like, the season means everything to me. But sometimes there's other things in life that are more important than basketball and sports. And, you know, family is definitely one of the things that are more important. And, you know, attending funeral in Nigeria and getting to spend 10 days down there was really important to me. And I, I appreciated, you know, the time I spent down there. Um, I appreciated my parents trying to take me down there and have the great experience I had. So um, I, I was really thankful to be there. And at the same time, yes, I was, you know, I was, I was a little – so there was something inside that was kind of hurting me because I was missing out on something that was really important. But I was able to get over it quickly and, you know, just come back with a better mindset. I knew I was going to miss five games, but I was like, how am I going to come back better, you know? I know I'm going to miss these games, but let's move on. Let me. How am I going to be better for my team when I come back? How am I going to be able to get back into the flow of things? And that's really what I focused on when I came back. When I was in Africa, I didn't really focus on – I wasn't worried about the season. I was more worried about Nigeria and what I was doing there. And then when I came back – I just gave all my effort towards basketball, and yeah, that's pretty much. What happened. So when you, when you came back, and again, a great trip, and I, I got a nice little gift from you on that that is in my office now. I thank you. Um, when you came back, it also coincided with Gabe D'Souza coming back from his um, basically being out since the football season with the uh, the heart condition, mm-hmm. uh, which he um, had surgery had surgery and came back. And when you came back and Gabe came back, we started to see a new connection with the team. You guys were a little bit closer together. Chemistry was good. And quite frankly, we were winning some games, right? And winning cures all ills. When did you know it after that that this team had a potential to be as successful as it was? Um, When I started realizing that our team could be really good was uh, when guys started to, you know, just pick one – pick. Pick each other up because, you know, obviously you're going to have your ups and downs in basketball, your good and bad times. And, yeah, when you're having your good times, everyone's happy and enjoying the moment. But when you're bad times, that's when you – when you have the bad times, that's when you see who's really there for you. And whenever we had our bad times and we weren't connecting as a team, we still were there for each other and able to pick one uh, one another up. And that was really important. Like guys like Darren Watson, he played a big role. Uh, Kyle Moore. Uh, Garrett Murphy, all people that played big roles into this team actually becoming one because they were leaders, you know, and I felt like our starting lineup with uh, Jake McElroy, Kyle Moore, Darren Watson, Garrett, and me, uh, it was a lineup full of leaders, and we were willing to set the right example for all the people, all, all the players on the team, whether you were a freshman, sophomore, or junior, and that was very special to have a group of leaders like that. So. How uh how exciting was it to play on the Songus Arena and then finally do something that we haven't done in 43 years by winning a sectional title? It was a dream come true. Like, I remember in middle school, I always used to dream about playing at the Songus Arena, and I never thought it could actually happen. And when I was there that night, uh, it was uh, it was a dream come true, man. It was it was an honor. I was it was I I was speechless. I was literally speechless. I remember when I got interviewed after, and I was like, wow, this is amazing. Because at the moment, I didn't understand the magnitude of what me and the team just did. But it was just, it was just a pleasure because, you know, making history in a town that I grew up in is it's a, 
it's just great because now when you come back here, I'll come back to North Andover maybe in 10 years, I'll see a banner that says 2018 on it, and I'll remember that. I'll remember those moments and those memories with that special team and that special group. So uh, it, was, it, was, it was amazing. It was a pleasure just to be a part of North Andover. How exciting was it to see our community come out big time for your games at both uh, when we played at Woven High School, when we played uh, at the Songus, and then unfortunately we didn't get to play at the Garden because of this crazy weather we've had, but mm-hmm. uh, p- packing Burlington High School in the, the state semifinal. When you looked in the stands and saw the amazing number of people from North Andover, what that make you feel like? That made me feel great inside, just knowing that you have a lot of people supporting you really out there and you know North Andover they showed out in all the big games for us and that was important because we needed people to give us that great energy like coming into the games and during the games because not the whole game you're not always going to be up and doing great and you know you got to have the the people your your family your friends just to support you out there and help you like move forward and that's what that's what the North Andover fan section did for us. That's that's what the moms and dads did for us, the uncles and aunts that came out, um, the students. And I give thanks to the students because if it wasn't for them, you probably wouldn't have been able to go this far too. So shout-out to, shout to everybody in North Andover, the whole community of North Andover. Shout-out to them. It was pretty impressive. Um, you have a great coaching staff. Um, I've been around so long. I actually remember – um, coaching Paul Tanglis when he was a young kid, yep. um, and obviously I've been close with him ever since. He's one of my favorites of all time. Uh, his brother Kevin Tanglis, uh, Coach Billy Hart, and Ke- Coach Matt Medeiros. Um, from my stand standpoint, look like a strong coaching staff. I know sure. they care about kids because I know them all personally, and I know that you and all the kids on this team mean a lot to them. What do you say to those four guys? Those four guys, man, I'm so grateful for them. Tangless, I was able to be with him for four years, and you know I had a great relationship with Tangless all the way from when I was a little freshman till now. And you know, especially in this last year after being a championship team, like it, it's great to see how far me and Tangless have like, came together. And it's just it's just awesome. Tangless was a great coach. He helped me so much throughout my high school career. Um, he always picked me up when I was down too. And, you know, um, another thing is Medeiros. He's an assistant coach for us, too. Medeiros used to work me out in the mornings uh, in the fall before school. Uh, and those were so important to me because that's really how I improved my game. Um, Billy Hart, another guy who always uh, kept my confidence up and my self-esteem boosted. And he uh, he just had no knew the right words to say to me to get me ready before games uh, in practice and all the time. And then you can't forget little Tanglis, Kevin. Uh, he's one of the best, too. He's been there since I was a freshman. And Kevin Tanglis, same thing with him, man. He kept my confidence up, always, like, made me think I was a great player. And, you know, I just worked hard because of those those coaches. And uh, I give thanks to those coaches. I'm grateful for them. And I really hope – I wish them success in the years to come. So thank you, coaches, man. So next December, we will unfurl the banner at the – Crozier Fieldhouse, the first boys sectional state championship in 43 years. You're going to be there that night? Oh, for sure. You know it. You know I'll be there. It doesn't matter what's going on. I will be there. What's the future hold for you, Jim? You're obviously finishing up. You'll graduate North Andover High School in June. Uh, where we? I think we know where we're going to school now. And yep. why don't you tell our listeners um, 
about what you're hoping to do with your basketball career, but also studying. Yeah, so um, I'm going to be headed to Anna Maria College, class of 2022, and um, I'm going to be playing basketball there too, and I'll be majoring in nursing. Um, I'm really excited to head to Anna Maria, you know, uh, Paxton, Mass, five minutes outside of Worcester, you know, get to be right next to the city. Uh, I'm excited to play basketball there because I feel like uh, I'm, in a, I'm in a really good position to play there. And I'm also excited to major in nursing. You know, um, I have a big background in nursing. My mom's a nurse. My brother's a nurse. And, you know, I feel like I can make a great living with nursing. I'm, I plan to work really hard in school. You know, sports is one thing, but academics is more important. So I, I really am looking forward to work on my time management and just grow as a person and a better human being throughout these next four years of school. So uh, I'm, I'm really excited, and I can't wait to start up college. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a great experience. Let me ask you one more question before we wrap up here. Um, you've come through the youth center. I first met you when you were a little sixth grade. I actually knew you when you were in, like, the fifth grade, coming to our summer fun program, trying to take on all the older kids playing basketball and everything. What's the experience been like as far as this building here for you? Um, and what are maybe some things you'd like to say to some people about the youth center? The youth center, man, the youth center is a great place filled with great people, and they just want to see you succeed. Like, you, if you come to the youth center, they want you to have a fun time. They want you to have a good time. They want you to remember this place because this place is significant to any kid in North Andover growing up. Like, the youth center is a place where you can shoot hoops when you have nothing else to do. The youth center is a place where you can play video games and hang out with your friends when you have nowhere else to go. And it, it's kind of just like a second home. Uh, it was a second home to me when I was a, a younger kid, and uh, it probably is a second home to a lot of kids uh, that still go here in North Andover. And um, the youth center, just, you know, I'll never forget this place. I definitely will be back here even when I'm 30 because this place always will have a spe special place in my heart for sure because I've made a lot of memories here and I've met a lot of people here that are important and that played a big role in my life. So I'll never forget the youth center. That's for a fact. Well, Jim, congratulations on a great career and obviously the run this year. And we wish you nothing but the best out at Anna Maria. And you'll, you'll never be a stranger here for sure. So thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you. Uh, we're still looking for a name for our podcast. So if you do have a suggestion, email me at rgorman at nayouth.com. Uh, we're looking forward to uh, upcoming uh, podcasts that we have scheduled for the next month. Uh, Looking to have Andy Van Horn from the high school come in to talk about culture, sports, and an education. So we're hoping that to be our next podcast. On behalf of everybody, we'd like to thank N.A. Cam for helping us once again. And as we always say, too much passion is not enough passion.